you gon' need three foot motors. I got the body from Jamelis, but I had switched the motor. I got these bats riding around this, they all the coders. Yeah, I just told them make a story. Yeah. Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour in this special podcast series highlighting the exciting events happening at St. Augustine's University and where we will also take a brief look back on some of society's greatest contributors who also happen to be part of a rich St. Augustine's tradition. Today's podcast series highlights a very impressive young man who I call Mr. Success. St. Augustine's University student-athlete Marcus Davis. Marcus is a defensive lineman on the Falcons football team, and as you will soon hear, he is much, much more than your regular student-athlete. This young man embraces accountability and will make you appreciate the little things in life. Soar, Falcon, soar. Make sure you get registered for the inaugural St. Augustine's Athletic Department Golf Tournament, which takes place on Friday, June 18th, as part of a big St. Augs reunion weekend. Listen, folks, it's about to get real with this golf outing. St. Augs has a huge announcement coming up, so stay tuned and get registered. The fun begins on Thursday, June 17th, and ends with a beautiful soiree on Saturday, June 19th. This is your chance to have fun and give to a university that is ready to soar. You can find more information at www.staugfalcons.com or call Mr. David Bowser at 919-516-4250. Again, call 919-516-4250 and ask for Coach David Bowser. This is your chance to give. Speaking of giving and contributions, did you know the first African-American woman to be elected to the Oklahoma House of Representatives was also in 1980 President Jimmy Carter's first appointee to the General Assembly of the 35th session of the United Nations? It was none other than notable St. Augustine's University alum, Hannah Atkins. That's right. St. Aug Falcons doing great things. And with your help, they can soar to even greater heights. Thank everyone for listening and giving. This is a special edition of the St. Aug's podcast series on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour. Take it to her. Today's special guest on the podcast series, highlighting the exciting people at St. Augustine's University, brings us to an exciting and local young man who has already achieved the most. The Garner, North Carolina native was recently named Student Athlete Advisory Committee President. He served as a Student Government Association Vice President, 
captain of the football team, HBCU representative for the NBA All-Star Weekend, and the list goes on. Please help me welcome to the special St. Augs podcast series on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, Mr. Success, Marcus Davis. Marcus, I'm honored, so welcome to the podcast. Man, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me up here, Mr. Chris. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. So, again, welcome, and we're excited to hear your story and find out why St. Augustine's University is so special to you. So, as I tell all my guests, this podcast does not work unless you share your stories and you have to shamelessly plug yourself. So, you may have to channel some of your on-field excitement to get the juices flowing, but yes, feel sir. free to discuss and share your experience with St. Augs, all right? Yes, sir. We'll do. Okay. So, you know, there's so much to cover because you've accomplished a lot. And, and I'm, when I say a lot, it's, it's the listeners are going to be astonished at what you've already been able to do going into your senior year at St. Augustine's. So talk about growing up in the area and why the community is so important to St. Augustine's. Yes, sir, of course, man. I mean, being a uh, Raleigh native, I actually grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, South Side to be exact. So I'm actually about 10 minutes away from St. Augustine University. So just me growing up around here and seeing the type of camaraderie and the and the push that we get from our community has just been uh, second to none, honestly. It's just every time I step outside the door, I feel like there's eyes watching me and pushing me the best I can be. And just seeing how people work hard every day and they don't they don't make any excuses and they just make sure they can get what they get out of their situation. So uh, for me personally, I feel like I embody the, the mindset of Raleigh, as in take what you get and make more of yourself. And I feel like St. Augustine has pushed me to, 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 to push that agenda as well on everyone else around me, and it's showing that uh, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where you come from. As long as you put your mind to whatever you want to do, you can do what you, you can do whatever you want. Um, okay. Honestly, it's just... Yeah, just just the community aspect around me is just is second it out, like I said. Okay. All right. Now, no, we briefly spoke about this, but you, you said you grew up in Raleigh, but you attended Garner High School. So yes, sir. Yes, what sir. was it yeah, what was it like growing up in that area and you know, just you you're surrounded by Shaw, Saint Augs and, and NC State and other schools. Yes, sir. Uh it's just, it's like uh, every weekend is something going on. It's just excitement for an institution. It's just like alumni. I see them all the time. Even going to Garner High School, there was a, there was tons of alumni from Shaw to St. Augs to NC State, like you previously stated. So just in the area, I knew about these schools, and I knew what type of pride and what type of uh, education that these provided, these, these institutions provided. Um, so with me just, just being around, I, I knew what type of caliber of uh, student I needed to be to go to these institutions as well. Uh, it's just kind of being around successful people as well kind of motivated me to do what I want to do and make sure I start early to get what I want to get. Okay. All right. Now, you talk, you talk about education, success. Describe your family and, and the influence that they have on where you are now and your drive to succeed. Yes, sir. So my family, first of all, I just want to just say thank you to every one of my family members that's always been supportive to me and 
Uh, honestly and truly, if I'm being blunt, my, my family is, is my hardest critique, honestly and truly. They, they know what I need, and they know how I need the information delivered, so they will do whatever they need to do to make sure I'm successful. But then again, they hold me accountable as well. Uh, my family has always pushed me to, to go above and beyond. So no matter what I'm doing, they push me to be the best in, 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 in every activity from academics to the field to off-field activities as well. Um, my family has been a huge part of my success as well. I think about them every day almost. I actually stay at home um, during the semester. So just coming home and seeing how they operate and how they, you know, work so hard to get what they want to be as well. Even my extended family, I, I see that as well. So I want to make them proud as, uh, as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and show them that, hey, uh, I'm doing this too so you can do it as well. Even for my younger cousins, I speak to them all the time. Like, hey, we might not have the most, but, but we will, but we will make the most out of what we have, you know. So my family plays a huge okay. part in everything I do. Yes, sir. It's huge. That, that is great. That is great to have that support. So I, I'm going to take you back a couple years. So what was a typical high school day like for you, uh, playing sports, and what was it like in studying? So in high school, I was actually a student. I was a senior class president in high school as well. So in the morning, I would have weight training, and I would go through my uh, my day, you know, just classes and stuff like that. And then I also I was also in yearbook as well. So I had you know go around the school, do interviews, take pictures, make sure the yearbook was all situated, and make sure it looked you know right and got the right signatures for the actual yearbook as well. And then we'll go to practice after that. And then after that, I'll come home. And my mom, she's adamant on at least she she set up a schedule for us to make sure that we have our schoolwork done so that we could also have free time as well. So as soon as I came home from practice, taking a shower, and I'm, and I'm getting right to it, at least an hour and a half of work, even if that's just studying or reading a book or just um, going over my notes, something geared towards school, at least an hour and a half. And I think her doing that, of course, as a kid, I hated it. I didn't want to do it because I felt like I didn't have to do it. But now I see, like, me having that, that push to do that when I was 14, 15 years old, it carried until I'm 20, 21 years old, even in college, we, Every day I'm doing at least an hour and a half towards something, towards one class, just, just, just to get better, honestly. Um, so that's really just a typical day for me in high school. It was just like that, and it really was like that every single day. Um, nothing really changed. I'm real goal and uh, schedule-oriented, so I feel like once I have a schedule set, I'm going to stick to it uh, at all means and time management as well. So, yeah, that's just a typical day for me, honestly, in high school at least. Okay. And, and what was your high school GPA? Uh, I had a 3.5, I believe. Okay. 3.5. Yeah, I've, I've actually, uh, I know two mile horn, I've never had a C before in my life. So I, I, yeah, I applaud myself on that as well. That is, that's a, that is amazing. And that, that's a great job. So, and obviously, your mom set out a schedule for you guys and put you on the right path. So, you know what? You didn't deserve to have a C. You shouldn't have had a C. Exactly. Really? <laughs> in this house, in my household, if you get a C, that means you can't play. You know, so in my head, it's like, all right, well, I got to make sure I get A's and B's so I can play on Fridays. So, all right, okay. Now, did you have to work at all in high school? Uh, uh fortunately, I did not. My my uh, parents they always made sure I had what I needed, and I'm always made sure I could get what I wanted as well. So, fortunately, I never had to uh, work. But I did work over the summers. I worked with the city of Raleigh started when I was uh, 16 years old, and I'm so blessed to still have the opportunity to work and move up in that uh, in that field as well. So at first I was just a counselor, 
And then I got an internship last summer, so now I'm doing, like, front desk work for the city right while I'm in school. So I've been building on top of that ever since I was 16 years old, kind of just, you know, building relationships and making all those connections there as well. Okay. Okay. That, that is an achievement. So, again, Mr. Success. That's what I'm going to start calling you. You guys need to do it. But, but you know what? It, it, it really, you know, for your character and what you're doing at such an early age, you know, you deserve it. So, thank you. All right. Now, so did you play any other sports or was it just football? So, actually, yes, sir. So, in high school, uh, let me let me take you back. So, actually, baseball, funny enough, baseball was my first sport. I didn't start playing football until I was in seventh grade. Uh, middle school, actually. Um, oh, wow. And then football, for me, kind of just took off. Uh, I actually made the newspaper when I was in seventh grade. I went to East Garden Middle School, and I had one of these games, I believe. I had like I actually had the newspaper up hanging in my room. But, yeah, so after I made the newspaper, I kind of switched over to the field. Um, and then when I got in high school, I was introduced to the track as well, like track and field, doing discus and shot put. So it gave me opportunity to get stronger and kind of learn, you know, with, with shot put and discus, it focus on your balance and, you know, other things that you don't really focus on in the football field. So um, getting in track and field also was a big part of my uh, uh, athletic success as well. And then senior year, I actually went on a limb and I played lacrosse uh, my senior year. So i just been kind of oh, doing wow. whatever, just kind of, yeah, just kind of doing whatever, seeing what's fun and kind of testing my athletic ability, honestly, too. Okay, well-rounded athlete as well, as well as a well-rounded student. Well-rounded student athlete. Yes, so, sir, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, and obviously, you've done extremely well in the classroom and on the, uh, on the football field and in other sports. So if you could just attribute one thing to your success, what would you say it, it would be? Honestly, it's my internal drive. Um, I have a desire to be the absolute best that I can be. So when I feel like I'm cutting myself short or I'm selling myself short, I will look at myself in the mirror like, hey, you can do more than this, or let's, let's push ourselves to, to see what we can do. I'm, I'm really curious, and I'm, I'm, I'm real adamant on, okay, let's, let's, see what, let's see how far I can go. Let's see how fast I can run. Let's see how many sacks I can get. Let's see how many A's I can get. It's just a lot of internal – it's an internal drive within me. And I think that just comes from my past and kind of seeing other people push themselves to that limit so they can get what they want to get. I want to be in that same uh, boat as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you have the internal drive. Who are some of the people that inspired you or, you know, aside from your family that supported you the most to be successful? So definitely um, my high school coaches, I still talk to them to this day, still to this day. Um, my tutor from high school, uh, he's also played, played a huge role in my success as well. Like I said, my family, um, honestly, just – oh, and also my coach, Coach Bowser. Uh, he, I met him when I was – I believe I was like 17 or 16, and he's always just been on me like, hey, you can do more than what you think. So he also has played a huge role in my success, kind of just – for me in my head, I represent him and I represent the, uh, the school as well. So um, honestly, it's just – like my, my community and, and people that's helped me get where, I, get where I am today, they've always been there for me uh, emotionally, sometimes uh, spiritually as well. So it's just I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of uh, well-rounded people and my community as well. Okay, okay. Excellent, excellent. All right. 
So senior year, you're doing well academically and athletically. Recruiting, recruiting time starts. So talk about what it was like when you were being recruited and what schools recruited you. Yes, sir. So high school, my senior year, it was absolutely fun. It was so fun. And like I said, I went to Garner High School, so we're known for having a pretty well-rounded program over there. So I was actually recruited by uh, Division One and Division Two schools. Um, some schools like uh, some schools that were recruiting me, like uh, Fayetteville State, Saint Augustine, Shaw, Winston, uh, Elon. Uh, Elon was, and then uh, Western Carolina, uh, Wake Forest, Campbell, UNC Pembroke. It was like schools along that nature. So the recruiting process was absolutely fun. I enjoyed it. So I like to travel and kind of just weighing my options. I never really thought uh, it would come to that. Really, and uh, having that experience was absolutely it's, it's second to none, like I stated before. It's, it's fun, and I feel like everyone should enjoy it if you have the opportunity to do so. Um, yeah, and honestly, if I can say it now, my senior year was probably my most fun year of playing football just because I knew it was the last time me and the guys I grew up with weren't going to be together. So I enjoyed that, uh, the recruiting process and the season as well. Okay. All right. Well, you decided to stay local. So why St. Augustine University over all the other colleges? Yes, sir. So actually I was at uh, – I, I went to multiple schools, actually. So I started off at Fayetteville State. Uh, it didn't work out there. And then I went to East Carolina. And from there, that's when I figured out, like, hey, okay, I want to go back to HBC. I want to be back in the CIAA, actually. So um, that's when I was back in the transfer portal and I was kind of looking around, and that's when – uh, Coach Bowser got a head coaching job at St. Augustine University. And like I said, Coach Bowser mm-hmm. and me, we have a great relationship outside of football. I don't even think – sometimes when we're together, we don't even talk about football. We talk about life. So when I found out he got a head coaching job, I knew right then I wanted to play for Coach Bowser. Like, I wanted to play for him, and it was just a plus side that he was in Raleigh. I grew up in Raleigh. I'm right down the street. I felt like me coming back to my community and showing – the kids that I always worked around and, you know, my neighbors and my neighborhood and the kids at my old high school that, hey, you can do what you want to do and it doesn't matter where you come from. Because I've been working with a plethora of big-time companies and I'm just a kid from Raleigh in my head. It's just I'm, I'm, I played my cards right. I made sure I've done what I did and I've um, done what I'm supposed to. So really St. Aug, that was a major reason why I came to St. Aug. But, Another major reason was when I stepped foot on campus, it's like mm-hmm. everyone's on the same level from the, the staff. The staff will literally sit down and talk to you like while you're having lunch. They're having lunch with you. I can go talk to the dean of students right now if I needed to. I, can, I have their cell phone number. If I need something, I can call them. My academic advisor, I can call her right now. And I missed that when I was at East Carolina. So me coming to St. Aug, it felt like a true family, and I felt like people were genuine again. I didn't feel like a number. I felt like a person. Um, and then oh, wow. being from Raleigh, I, I'm familiar, and I know what's around here, and I just wanted to make the school better as well. So I felt like it was a mutual – honestly, even though I did, I did choose to go there, I feel like it was a mutual decision. Like, hey, I'm going to take you in, and I decided to, to go all in with the university. And as you can see, it's worked out perfectly so far. Yes. Yes, it has. All right. That, that is great. So, you know, you, you talk about the transition from being at East Carolina to now being – basically local and at home at St. Augustine's University. What is that transition like for you 
you know, going from ECU where, you know, you're away from home to being at home where, you know, you can see family and the people that support you every day. It's almost like you're in a place where you feel safe, so you focus on other things. And I feel like that that's attributed to my success as well because I'm not worrying about anything else because I know the people around me, they have my back. So I'm so geared towards – it's almost like I'm being told to be selfish because they got me. They have my back. If I fall, they're going to pick me up. And I'm not by myself anymore. Even though I do have family in, in Greenville, I didn't grow up there. It's not a community feel when I was up there. But when I'm here in Raleigh, it's like I know I'm safe, so let me put myself out there. Let's, 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 let's see if I can push the boundaries even more because I'm in a place – I'm in a safe place now. Um, so that transition coming from East Carolina – just saying, no, uh, also, it was it was geared towards, like, it, it was a good one in that aspect as well. Another one is going from a big school to a small school like that. Honestly, if I'm honest, I don't have to walk as far, so that's perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> teachers actually know my name. Uh, the teachers will email me, like, let's say if I'm, if I, uh, you know, I get a 90 on assignment, I'm going to call, like, hey, what's up with this? Like, why, why are you being lazy? You know, stuff like that, you know? So it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a different type of feel, and it makes it, honestly makes you want to be more. It makes you want to do more. and It makes you want to represent where you're at and show, like, this place I'm at will change your life as it did mine. Okay. Okay. Now, you, you talk about, you know, counselors and, and dean of students. So, and, and Coach Bowser, who else uh, have been some of the people at St. Augustine's that have supported you and are keeping you on track to, for success? Yes, sir. So, uh, Miss Cherie, she actually works in the book uh, in the bookstore. So her, uh, Dean Brown, Dean Sapp, uh, Miss Brody, well, Mrs. Brody, excuse me, uh, Doctor Abiziako, um, man, uh, Mr. Jeffries. Uh, I'm talking the whole staff. Coach Mo, Coach Mo is my safety conditioning coach. Uh, Doctor Hankins, which is we're in the same fraternity, so that he he's been pushing me to do more. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just honestly, it feels like all my professors and all of my guidance counselors just, just want me to just be more, and I love it. I love being pushed, and I love being challenging. Yeah, I wish I could name them all, but everyone knows, like, on campus, if you, as long as you, you just have to go speak to them, and it's just like, okay, automatic uh, contact right there. So it's so many on campus, I can't even name them all, honestly, and truly. Okay. And I honestly, it was a set-up question, and I got exactly what I wanted out of that. You <laughs> talked about being in an environment where everyone wants you to be successful, and I don't think that enough people tell that story about St. Augustine's. So for you to say that, it's fantastic. That's what I was looking for. So people have a better understanding of how supportive St. Augustine's is. There have been numerous people that have been successful from St. Augustine's, but that story isn't shared enough. So you're you're going to be the guy that gets St. Augustine's over the top. And I hate to put pressure on you, but you are Mr. Success, and you're going to be carrying that weight. So for you to say that and how important it is and – how supportive the environment is, that's going to bring more people there, bring more attention to St. Augustine. So kudos to you for, for stepping out and saying that. All right? And so what types of things have you done to be such a success in the classroom? 
honestly, it's just uh, time management that's huge and applying yourself, you know, just being in class, being attentive, being asking questions to, to, to helping others, you know, even if you're able to, in my, my mind, if you're able to explain material to another person, you know that. So doing that, asking questions, um, answering questions in class, even if you're wrong, because for me it's like if you're wrong, okay, they say the right answer, you'll remember, hey, what I said was wrong and this one's right now. So it's just it's a lot of aspects of being successful in the classroom. It's just kind of just applying yourself, really. Um, that's all it is to it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Achievement time. So, hey, again, <laughs> you've earned a lot at St. Augustine. So, but recently you were named Student Athlete Advisory Committee President. So how did that come about? So this past year we actually brought it back to campus um, thanks to Coach Moxie and Coach Neal. And um, my, the previous president was Chandra. She was an absolute angel. Like she modeled how I was supposed to do it. She, she was there. Anytime I needed or anytime she needed any question I had towards the uh, SAC committee as well. So me being appointed president now is just it's kind of it was like a chain chain league of events. I was vice president last year. So um, now I understand, you know, what needs to happen. Also, I know a couple of people that were a part of the SAC committees at other institutions like Baylor State. I know uh, a couple of people there. So just kind of learning and, and, and and being attentive to how I'm supposed to operate things and what, what needs to come through through this through that advisory committee as well. Okay. And what will your role be? I mean, what, what kind of things will you be able to do? And I also ask that because I want to see, you know, what kind of power will you be able to have to pull other schools together, bring St. Augustine's the needed attention to, you know, that's out there. So let me – I'll just go ahead and say, so I'm the president. So first, SAC is uh, a committee that pretty much gives a voice to student-athletes on campus and kind of provides an insight to student-athletes on campus as well. So with me being president, I'll be able to, you know, relay information to other schools. You know, um, I'll be able to talk to other schools and make, make connections there on the student-athlete level. I'll be able to speak to some officials as well on campus to kind of – tell them how a student athlete, student body is feeling uh, about certain things. Um, like last year we had a lot of forums kind of just speaking about our mental health and telling them how, like, you know, sports has affected us a lot. So I think that helped our student athletes a lot. I'll be able to, you know, put together certain events like a student athlete day. I don't know if you recall that, but that was a couple weeks ago. And that was just a day for everybody to come out and just have fun doing athletic events. So I'll be able to do stuff like that. I'll be able to hold conferences, just kind of speaking to certain representatives of certain teams, see how they're feeling, how, how's your mental doing, how is your personal doing, outside of sports, how are you doing. Um, really, it's just everything geared towards the student-athlete experience, make sure that they're okay, they're physically and mentally and spiritually able to perform on their, on, at, uh, at their sport, honestly. And the power that comes with me is kind of just being that voice for them. I can, I can I have a direct link to officials on campus. Um, okay. So pretty much anything that's geared to, towards that, I'll be able to do. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So, and you said you had experience as the vice president previously. So, um, you know, you're also captain of the football team. So you have a lot on your shoulders. So when you, when your peers look to you, I mean, what what kind of pressure is that for you? Honestly, I 
I've gone through life kind of trying to perfect my poise and kind of showing, going through life kind of showing that anything that I'm going through, I'm not going to put on you, and I'm going to show you how to, how to deal with it. So my peers, are all, I've always been asking, yo, how are, you, how are you doing all this? Like, how are you going through life, like, and still smiling every day? And honestly and truly, I'm just, I appreciate the little things. I, I wake up every morning, I just smile because I'm up. So me being busy is just, it's just a part of life to me, and I feel like I'm, I asked for this. I know it, it's going to take this to get where I want to get. I'm going to get where I want to be. So just going through all that and dealing with all that is just, it's honestly, for me, it's kind of like a rite of passage, and I have to do it to get where I want to get. So I might as well enjoy it now while, while I'm here, you know. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And so also I read somewhere that you've done some work with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So talk talk about the role that you played with them or, or what you did with the NFL. Yeah, of course. So I was selected as one of the participants in the experience program. So the experience program is pretty much when the National Football League, they pair you with an uh, employee in either uh, like football operations, events, uh, sports psychology, stuff like that in nature. And I got actually put with events based off what I wanted, what I was interested in. So uh, when I was doing going through that, pretty much I would sit in meetings that the NFL would have pertaining to certain events, like the uh, the draft. I was in a couple meetings with that earlier this year. The Super Bowl, of course, that was a huge focus. It a lot of people don't know this, but the Super Bowl planning starts around June, July. This is when they start planning around. This is when they start going to sites and seeing how it's going to work. Um, wow. So yeah, really, I was just sitting in meetings, taking notes sometimes for my mentor, speaking to him about. Uh, about what I need, what I want to do, what's my career goals, and how I need to get there, um, and honestly, just building a relationship with him as well. So I, my uh, personal mentor was Ryan Glass, Glassman, and he is uh, he works in events for the actual like the organization National Football League. So he has his hand in the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl, the draft, the, the combine, and pretty much everything involved with a major event, even from the first kickoff of the year he's involved in. So that program kind of made me see how a multi-billion-dollar company operates and how they hold meetings. And during COVID, of course, it was a lot different, but we still learned a lot from the experience as well. I didn't get to travel okay. like we were supposed to, but yeah, it is it is what it is. So yeah, COVID COVID shut down some travel. So, yes, yeah. sir, but yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's some tickets somewhere out there for you in the future. So I'm oh, sure yeah. you'll get to travel. Yes, <laughs> Not a problem. All right. So you're also one of 35 HBCU students across the nation that wrote a letter campaigning on behalf of the United Negro College Fund. Uh, and I guess it, it covered what attending an HBCU means to you and why the NBA's support of HBCUs is so important. So you and another fellow St. Aug student. So talk about that because that – you know, to have to write the letter and the fierce competition, what was your letter about? So, first of all, let me shout out the other student, uh, Miss Bracia Bird. I love her all my heart. She is, like, my equal twin. Like, we do everything together. So, shout out to her. So, second, just doing the uh, the letter in itself, I spoke about I, – I really got personal with the letter. I, I spoke about how my experience at uh, PWI was different from HBCU and how – Honestly, I went into how all everybody, like I said previously, 
wants us to be successful. I cannot stress that enough. Like everybody here pushes us to be successful. And I made that very clear in my letter how um, I came here, I didn't have much experience because I wasn't, I mean, I, I knew I had an internal job. I just didn't know what to do to get where I wanted to get. But as soon as I stepped on campus, it was like kind of snapping the finger, like, hey, this is what we're going to have you do. I don't care if you like it, but you said you want to get here, so let's do it. And I spoke about that. I spoke about how it's a genuine feel. As soon as you step on campus, there's no gimmicks. Like when they say this is a family, this is a family. I can speak to anybody, anytime, anywhere. Um, yeah, it's just that I really got personal with the letter and just being almost trans- very transparent with the league as well. Okay, okay. Excellent. And then, so from your letters, like you said, you and uh, Brisha Bird were chosen to be virtually part of the NBA's All-Star Weekend. So brag on that experience. Oh, man. So first of all, that was the coolest thing ever. Like, we were literally on national TV. I was up there smiling probably for the whole three-hour period. Like, I just could not stop smiling <laughs> because this is the opportunity. Like, you can't – like, this is stuff like we – we watched the NBA All-Star game every year. And this year I was on it, and my, like, my family saw me on the screen. It was just crazy. Like, it, was, it was crazy because we also didn't know that we were getting tickets. We just thought we were going to you know, kind of come together and talk about our HBCU experience. And what's funny is the person that gave us our tickets was actually the Kim Baby Tombo. He came in the Zoom, oh, wow. and he told us, like, he was like, yeah, I'm giving all of you tickets to the game. All the, it, was, it was just crazy. Yeah, it was, the whole experience was Crazy, and actually, at one point, we were in the same breakout room as Lil Wayne. Like it was celebrities up there, so it was just like, jeez, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was awesome. I can't, even, I'm smiling right now thinking about it. It's just a once in a lifetime thing, really. Okay, all right. Now, with all your success, so how supportive are your teammates and your coaches? Oh man, it's, first of all, man, like I said, shout out to all my teammates, shout out to all my coaches, and. It's just it, the feeling when I come on campus and they see me is like, man, it's like almost like they see me as, hey, I can do that too because he's doing it. Like, I, I can do the same thing he's doing. That's all I want to do. I want to show that you guys can do anything you want to do and you can use your sports platform to get where you want to get as well. That's why I stress mm-hmm. that a lot. Like even though, I'm, I, even though I'm super focused on football, I'm super focused on school as well. Like this past semester I just earned another 4.0. So right now – my cumulative GPA is a 4.0, and I'm also captain of the football team. Like this, being being an athlete does not have to equate to bad grades. It can it can literally you, you can use football or whatever sport you play to push you to make sure your grades are on top as well. Uh, my teammates they embrace me. They 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 love what I'm doing. They're they're genuinely so happy for me, just like my coaches. And I love it. It's, it's like a it's almost honestly and truly it feels like I've known these, I've grown up with these guys. Almost like I said, my senior year of high school. Uh, it was like a feeling I can't I can't really explain. Like it's honestly just so genuine and we're all happy for each other. We all root for each other and push push each other as well from the weight room to the classroom. So it's just it's uh, it's honestly just a feeling I can't explain. Okay. All right. And I know we briefly touched on this, but describe how COVID has affected, you know, your relationship with your teammates because I'm I'm sure you guys don't get to spend as much time. But how has that affected your relationships, and how has it made you better? So, of course, we can't all be together in one room. You know, that's just that's just kind of goes against protocol right now. 
But trust and believe, we found other ways to just get to know each other, from playing the video game to, you know, sometimes we'll just be on the field just chopping it up because it's, you know, outside so we can just be outside together. Um, this is COVID is kind of – it's made us want to get to know each other, so I feel like that's helped us a lot. It's like you have to go the extra mile to, some, to see each other, so it's like you're going to appreciate that time together as well. So um, it's like COVID is almost – it's helped, but then again, it, it sucked at the same time. So it's like mm-hmm. that extra effort to get to know each other is paying off as well. Yes, sir, it's paying off okay. very well. Okay. All right. All right. Great. Great. Well, the, I guess the one advantage is you don't have to hear your coaches screaming at you every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I miss it, though. Right. I, know I miss it. I miss it. But, hey, it is what it is yeah. right now. Yeah. Yes, yes. So fully embrace it. You already have, but, you know, take advantage of it because when that time ends, you look back, man, some of that stuff that you were grinding through, you'll miss it. You will miss it. I know. So embrace it. Embrace it. All right. So (laughs) you've experienced the highest level of academic and athletic success at St. Augs. So this is your chance to tell people, how important is it for people to support St. Augustine's universities? And in what ways can their donations help student-athletes in the future? Yes, sir. So, first of all, let me just say how financially the school has helped me out and my family out, so from scholarships, from athletic to academic as well. So, really just anything given to the school will honestly produce more kids uh, like myself. It just it gives them a platform to do what they want to do and have these leadership roles and work with these billion-dollar companies and, and be put out there to the world as well because I, I'm also adamant on showing how HBCU produces quality and top-tier students as well. So being a financial backbone to the institution will create more students, more black students to go out in the world, more black doctors, more black lawyers, more black businessmen. Um, it's just, it's, I feel like giving, giving to the school will create more and show how we as a people can do more and we as a people are more. Um, I, I really wish I could put into words how, how important it is to support schools like St. Augustine University and even our brother's school like Shaw University. It's, it's adamant because these students don't have, the, don't have the opportunities to go you know, put themselves out there unless we go through these institutions. And, um, like, I'm an example myself. I've, I've made the most out of my opportunities, and I'm not done, nowhere near done. Um, even though I have a year left in undergrad, I just, I'm still going to make sure I'm doing what I have to do. So to anybody listening that, that's, that's thinking about giving to St. Augustine University, I strongly, strongly, strongly support it. Um, I can give you examples just from what, I know personally from, from students that's going, one, one of my classmates, she's going to Columbia up, up in New York for graduate school. I know our previous student body president, she had the opportunity to go to Harvard, Columbia, FAMU, uh, pretty much anywhere she wanted to go. And she would have never had the opportunity unless she would have came to St. Augustine University. This school literally takes kids that want to, that want to get better and change their lives. It, I've, I've met people from seriously different, well, from, from many different backgrounds, it's making half a million dollars a year coming out of St. Augustine. That's making, you know, that's, that's doing what they want. They have, you know, 
they made their dreams come true and they exceeded their own expectations. So anybody listening, I, I want you to seriously consider this university and see how it's changed my life. And I want you to, to know that with your donation, you will change another person's life. You will change another student's life. And that student would be utmost grateful for your contribution as well. So I know when I graduate personally, I'm going to get back to my university because I know exactly what it can do to these, for these students as well. So that's just my spill on how I feel. Whoever wants to donate, I feel like you should just, just know that this is what's going to come out of your donation. Great people like Marcus Davis. I love it. I love it. All right. I, I'm going to wrap this up, but I'm going to ask you this. What does it mean to be a St. Augustine's University Falcon? Man, it means the world. It means it means humility. It means integrity. It means pride. And it, it, it means family. That's it. That's, that's I mean, there's, there's nothing more to that. It's just it means success as well. We put that in there too. When you come to St. Aug, as soon as you step foot on campus, it's time. It's go time. It's time to get yourself ready for the world. It's time to trying to build yourself and become the person that you've always wanted to be. That's what St. Augustine University is. That is great. That is great. All right. One more time, shamelessly plug yourself. Um, brag on yourself any way you want to, but plug your social media and how people can, you know, just just follow you and, and your journey. So once again, it's Marcus Davis, uh, your upcoming 2021-2022 SGA Vice President, your SAC President for this year. Also, let me get a shout-out to my fraternity, Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, 06. Uh, and if you guys want to follow my journey throughout life and kind of see what I'm doing on Twitter, it's capital M, capital D, A-V-I-S, uh, underscore, underscore, and my Instagram is M-A-R-C-U-S-S-S with three underscores as well. So if you want to just check out what I'm doing, um, come follow me. And let me get a let me get a uh, correction on Twitter. It's actually capital M, capital D, A-V, three S's, and two underscores. So, uh, or you can just type in my name, I'll pop it as well. So, uh, Mr. Chris, I just want to say thank you. This is an opportunity. I, this is a great opportunity to, to brag on my school a little bit and show what we have to offer. And um, like I said, I'm not done. So I hope you guys keep your eye out for me and see what else I have in store. Okay. Well, Mr. Success, Marcus Davis, it's been a real joy listening to your story, and, and I wish you even more success because, you know, the way you soar, the future of St. Augustine's University will soar. So you're the perfect representation of the Falcon soaring high. So thank you again for taking the time to come on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour and being part of the special podcast series highlighting the success at St. Augustine's University. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, and go Falcons.